Hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell for your Thursday morning. It is the 13th of July, 2023. Daniel Pettigrew back in the chair for you. Hope you are all well. Broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 our open line number, where you can text 0457 736 736. That's all before breakfast through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney with Vossi and James Magnuson this morning for our Queensland listeners of course Padden Heels coming up after 6am. A lot of the focus obviously this morning on State of Origin. I'll have a chat with Charlie Goodsir in just a sec who's with me in the studio about New South Wales' win Still Queensland win 2-1, but New South Wales win last night, 24 points to 10. Plus, we will have a chat with Chris Perkins in America as well in about half an hour. But want to hear from you, most importantly, your first chance to have your say on the back of the third state of origin last night. one 1170 our open line number, or you can text 0457 736 736. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ream. Except nothing less than Australia's best and install a ream. Australia's favourite hot water. Charlie Goodsir is in the studio with me. Good morning, Charlie. How are we? Good morning. I'm uh, very well. We, we won. We won a game. Yes, New South Wales did win. I, now, just before we get to the game, I know listeners were very concerned for your welfare on Monday and Tuesday. Have you recovered from your concussion? Uh, mostly. Mostly? Mostly, okay, yes. You're here, you're here. That I am is here, which is good. Now, second question. Uh, three weeks ago, you said you wouldn't watch State of Origin game number three. Fast forward to last night. Did you watch it? No. No. <laughs> well, you watched some of it. I've, I've, I've since watched the, the full match replay. Yes. So I have seen the mm. game in its entirety. I didn't watch it live. No wonder you look tired, Charlie. That would have taken you to it about 1 a.m. in the it, morning. Yes, it yes. did. Uh, <laughs> Well, let's start. Let's start with the good stuff. Uh, New South Wales, twenty-four points to ten. I thought very good. Um, a lot of criticism around Bradman's best, uh, Bradman best inclusion in the team. He was excellent last night. I thought Cody Walker was very good. I thought James Desco probably had his best match of the year, and the Blues just seemed to play with a lot more intensity. Yeah, it's it's amazing what. Uh the series being over can do for a team, I think, in, in Game 3. It just proves how hard it is to do a clean sweep. There's only been seven in the history of State of Origin. Only two, I think, since 2000. Mm. Uh, mm. So it is a tight contest. They just played with a little bit more freedom yep. last night. Um, and it was good to see. It was good to t- see them sort of chance their arm a little bit more, go for that attacking flair. I, I think... I think what I was really impressed by was uh, Josh Adokar's try. Yeah. That's classic Josh Adokar, but we haven't seen that from at all this series. And I feel like he was given a license to sort of go for it and be a little more attacking. And mm. he scored one of the most brilliant tries I've seen. And to that point, Hamaso Tabuai Fado also scored one of the most yeah. brilliant tries I've ever seen. But yeah, I think I think the inclusions all made sense, uh, with the exception of Clint Gutherson, who didn't mm-hmm. get on until three minutes until the game. I'd I'll I'll address that later when talking about Freddie, but yeah, Bradman Best nearly had three tries on on debut. He can mm. settle with the two. Mm. I think Cody Walker. Yeah, we, we heard Brandy all week um, in the lead up saying that he wanted to unlock the players around him. Well, he certainly did that, and he got uh, man of the match for the game. Uh, and yeah, Teddy. Look, I think many people thought his Origin career might have been over. Mm. It still might, but 
if it was, what a way to go out. He, he he performed admirably. What I did like about Clint Gutherson, when he came on with three minutes to go, what, about 10pm last night, he still had a big smile on his face. He was just happy to be there. And I suppose in this instance, and we will get to Brad Fittler in a second, the criticism labelled around Brad Fittler with how he used Nico Hines in game one, this was a different style of game. New South Wales were on top. Uh, they were clearly going to win with about seven, eight minutes to go. So I understand why he may not have thrown Clint Gutherson out there earlier. I think if we had been losing, or New South Wales had been losing, that could have been potentially different. But you, you mention it, and I thought that Mitch Moses, who we both wrapped in the second game as well, he, he didn't do anything special last night, but he was still very, very good on the field. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. I thought it was good in defence yep. as well. I, I thought that stood out. I forget when it was, but there was a play when he, he was uh, tracking back and he made a, a crucial tackle mm. um, to sort of stop momentum and stop a try. So, look, yeah, I, I think he was the standout game too. He sort of took a little back seat and, and let Cody Walker sort of be the guy. Mm. Um, so that was a really good halves pairing. I don't know whether we'll see that halves pairing again in Origin, to be honest with you. Um, I, I know Cody Walker had a man in that performance, but I just think with, with age and also with a couple of other players such as Nico Hines, who are pushing again for another Dalian medal. Um, I don't know. Do we see him again? Possibly. I'm not sure, but I was really happy with what Mitch Boses has brought, and I think he's made a strong case to leave Nathan Cleary out for next year, to be honest with you. Well, and both of them, both Cody Walker and Mitch Moses, did their chances no harm. I mean, we are 12 months away and anything can happen, but no harm. It was interesting to see Ivan Cleary in the coach's box as well. Uh, Brad Fittler addressed that post-match, said he had a bit to do uh, in helping the team get ready, which is interesting. Obviously, no Nathan Cleary. Um, Queensland point of view, obviously disappointing for them not to win three in a row. I actually don't think they played that badly last night. I just think New South Wales were better. The intensity was better. Um, and it, it, you don't want to say this, because it ha- but it happens a lot. They already had the series wrapped up 2-0. I'm sure they didn't go into the game with that frame of mind, but it was a more open game. And I suppose the question, and I saw it asked on social media last night, again this morning, would that have been the same type of game if it had been a decider instead of a 2-0 game that, in the context of the series, didn't mean a lot? Yeah, I think I think it's spot on. I think, yeah, I don't think they deliberately went into that game thinking, oh, you know, we've got the series sewn up, we'll just see how we go. They went in to win. Yeah. Um, and that's all the messaging we've heard from from Billy Slater and, and Cameron Smith here on SEN as well. Um, yeah, I just think the, the Blues played better. It's mm. as simple as that. I think they were just... I think they were determined in a way to to win the game. I think uh, from even though we conceded the first try and mm. then we we bounced back really quickly through Brian Toll in that brilliant try as well right in the corner. I, I just think they sort of controlled the game really for for large aspects of it. I think um, I don't think anyone necessarily had a poor game, but mm. if I was to point point fingers. I'd say AJ Brimstone is probably a bit of a step down from from Reece Walsh. I think there was a part where, in uh, in the maybe it was in the first half, late mm. in the first half, where he should have passed to his left to the hammer, mm. instead passed right to Jelly Cherry Evans, probably bombed a try there, um, and that was sort of when the game was up for grabs um, in the first half. But again, that's probably real nitpicking. I'd say I, I think. I think they played well. Yeah. They, they, they didn't play terribly. And I think maybe having their time again, you can, you can see Reese Walsh and Caelan Ponga are the two best fullbacks playing fullback for Queensland. Yep. Quite yep. clearly. I, I think AJ Brimson 
is good enough to be in the squad mm. and as a utility player. But I, I think if Reese Walsh and Caelan Ponga are fit and available, mm. um, then... Uh, yeah, he doesn't get a look in. Ruben Cotter named player of the series. Now, I thought he played very well, don't get me wrong, but I have to say, if I look at those three games, and clearly Queensland lost last night, I think Lindsay Collins was very unlucky not to win player of the series. You see what he did in game one, jumping over to Desco. Game two, he was fantastic. Even last night, he had some very good touches. So, well done to Ruben Cotter, but I thought Collins a little hard done by, I reckon, there. A little bit hard done by. I was speaking to uh, your man, another City Roosters diehard, Thomas Costigan, yep. in the office yesterday, and um, yeah, he, I think he was really adamant that Lindsay Collins would win it. Mm. Uh, I was a little bit surprised, but not really. I think Ruben Cotter's been just sort of that quiet workhorse underneath that's mm. really sort of typified uh, that Queensland team. He just does his job every single time it's asked to him. So. You can make the case, Lindsay Collins, I'd, and I would also make the case, Lindsay Collins, but I'd, I'm more than happy with Ruben Cotter getting the, getting the Wallace, Wally Lewis medal. Before I let you go, um, and this is going to be a debate for mm. a little while now, mm. Brad Fittler. Knew Let's this was coming. hear from Brad Fittler. He was asked about his future last night post-match. Let's just have a listen to a bit of what Freddie had to say. Well, the result of the bearing in your own future, Brad, your own sense about what you might do, to be honest. Well, at the end of the day, uh, they may have had a bearing what the board may think, because you know, they'll decide who is going to be the coach going forward. Um, you know, I'm gathering they'll speak to me about how I feel and if I've got the energy or if I want to do it. So, you know, them playing well today and winning, most probably uh, the consequences of getting beat by 30 would be different. Do you want to do it? No, I won't see. I'm still there for a couple of months, so I won't see. Yeah, Brad Fittler after the match. There has been a lot of talk about Brad Fittler over the past, well, couple of years, really. A lot of talk about Brad Fittler heading into this game. The win last night, does that help Brad Fittler? And look, he, as he said there, he has to want to do it. And we don't know how he, Greg Alexander, the rest of the coaching staff are feeling about it. But let's say he wants to continue coaching. Um, Does that do enough to convince you that he should be the man to be coaching New South Wales for next year, maybe with some added help in there? That's such a tough question. Mm, It is. I know what I want. Yep. I want Freddie to step down after this series, Mm. and not because he's a bad coach. He's won Origin Series before. It's not like he has no idea what he's doing. Mm. I I just think that um, take last night's game out of it, which which was good, but I don't want to... You know, have that have that sugar hit of of just one good game when it was a, essentially a dead rubber. Yeah. Looking at the series as a whole, it was incredibly disappointing. Game one was frustrating. Mm. Game two was a nightmare. Yeah. I shut off game two because I just could not stomach it anymore mm-hmm. because I just our attack was stunted. We were just playing terribly. Just didn't seem to be any cohesion at all. And I think when – he's been our longest New South Wales coach, which I've found unbelievable. It's the only one that's done it for six seasons in a row. I mm. think uh, Laurie and Gus did it for five. Mm. So he's our longest New South Wales coach, and I just see especially in representative footy, there comes a time when you just need that sort of change in hand, that changeover. Um, the messaging might have become a little bit stale, just need a different voice. That's what I think, that's what I would like to see happen. Mm. I don't want to see him get sacked or anything like mm. that. I'd, I'd like to see him just walk away. However. What do you think will happen? I think he'll get renewed. I, I, I think last night's performance, I will admit, 
didn't instill me with a little bit of optimism. Mm. Uh, we'll watch game one next yeah, year oh, big of, call. of the series. Yeah. I, I just think that the inclusion of Bradman Best is such... It raised a lot of eyebrows, but us Newcastle fans who knew him well mm. knew that he would come out strong... And he was at his best last night. I think Bradman Best, at his best, mm. is one of the best centres in the competition. He showed that last night. I think the inclusion of Cody Walker, when we, we've heard from New South Wales identity saying that he'd never be picked again in New South Wales mm. to have the guts to make that selection again and just just unlocked our attack. Uh, putting Isaiah on the bench, bringing Cam Murray uh, on the starting side, Introducing Kaloma Tungy, bring back Reagan Campbell-Gillard for the final game. Mm. It, it just looked a better team. So it's clear that he can fix the issues that were there in game one and game two. Mm. So I think that makes the case for him to stay. It'll be interesting. I'll talk more about it after I let you go very quickly. If there wasn't going to be Brad Fittler, who would be the New South Wales coach then? Oh, definitely not me. No, uh, <laughs> no, no. Who would, be, who would I like to see? Oh, in a dream world, I'd like to see Wayne Bennett as the New South Wales coach. Mm. Um, not sure that's going to happen. Not sure that's no. going to happen either. No. Uh, that's someone like a Jeff Toovey. Yeah, I wouldn't mind Jeff. Yeah. Jeff, yeah. There'd be an investigation, that's there for sure. There would be. There yeah. would be. Yeah. All right, Charlie, good stuff. Glad you actually watched State of Origin game number three. That's very good. Uh, we will chat tomorrow preview because now Origin is done. This run home to the finals is well underway with a blockbuster tomorrow night, the Newcastle Knights taking on the West Tigers. So we'll preview all of uh, the round of footy tomorrow morning. Looking forward to it. Cannot wait. Thank you, mate. Good stuff. Charlie Good, sir, with me in the studio, and we will preview another round of the NRL now that Origin is done and dusted tomorrow morning at 14 past 5, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170, our open line number. Chance for you to have your say on all of that. The game last night, look, I thought, and as we were just talking about with uh, Charlie Goodsir, Cody Walker, who won man of the match, he was fantastic. Uh, now, you don't want to take anything away from Jerome Luai, who has been very good for Penrith. Um, and look, I, I don't think was horrible at all for New South Wales in the first couple of games. But Walker, he seemed to be able to, and I don't know if this was just a different coaching style or it was just because of Cody Walker himself, he seemed to be able to spread the ball some more and open the gaps for players like James Adesco and Co. to get through. He was very good. Um, as Charlie just mentioned, Bradman Best did raise quite a few eyebrows, but he was very good. Um, and really, and you're looking, yes, 12 months in advance, but really potentially he... Um, may have already cemented a spot for next year. We'll wait and see, though. Obviously, there's lots uh, to happen between now and then. Um, and I suppose the big question, Brad Fittler. And look, Billy Slater's had his say about coaching as well. We'll get to after the break, Queensland. But Brad Fittler, um, if you are a New South Wales fan, does that win last night, does that prove to you, does that do enough, does that give you enough confidence to give Brad Fittler another year or two as coach of New South Wales. It was interesting, and I'll talk about Ivan Cleary, having Ivan Cleary part of the coaching staff in, in the box last night. But does that win by New South Wales last night give you enough confidence to have Brad Fiddler in the coach's box? I know Buzz Rothfield has written a letter, a public letter to uh, Brad Fiddler uh, today saying it's time for him to stand down. But what say you? Does that give you enough confidence for him to be there 
for future years. And from a Queensland point of view, would you like to see Brad Fittler still coaching for New South Wales? Also, if you're out there last night, 75-odd thousand, I think that's a magnificent crowd. A really, really good crowd for what was essentially a dead rubber. I had fears, and I think a lot of people had fears after Queensland won game two about how many people would be out there last night. But fantastic crowd. Well done to everyone there. So if you were out there, uh, happy to hear from you this morning. And also just one other one. Um, No player interviews after the game. We know uh, the ongoing media boycott between the RLPA uh, and the NRL, and the uh, players not talking to the media post-match. Did you miss out? And I know Vossi asked this question on Monday morning after the round of the NRL. But would you have liked to hear from Bradman Best, Cody Walker, James Desco, uh, in an interview after the game last night? I, I think, by and large, the boycott hasn't really affected too many people. But I think in situations like that, it would have been good to hear from the players post-match. Obviously, that didn't happen, so did you miss that? Your thoughts just generally on State of Origin. Anything you want to talk about this morning, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. our open line number, or you can text 0457-736-736. Any of those topics, anything else you want to raise from the game last night, floor is yours, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 736 We'll take a break, come back with more. It is 18 past five, Tradies News in a Nutshell, off and running on your Thursday morning. You're listening to Tradies News in a Nutshell. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Good to have your company on this Thursday morning. It is 22 past 5, 0457 736 736. Our, uh, our text number, open line number, 1300 01 We'll cross to America and have a chat with Chris Perkins shortly. Also, we'll update you on Wimbledon as well. The quarterfinals continuing, so all of that's still to come between now and 6am. But uh, focusing on origin at the moment, I want to hear your thoughts, any thoughts really, uh, on the game from a New South Wales point of view. As we touched on at the top of the show with Charlie, Cody Walker, Bradman Best, James Desco, all fantastic last night. I don't think, to be fair, I don't think there was a bad player on the field. Look, I, I thought Damien Cook as well at hooker. Um, and there was a lot of talk about Damien Cook um, after the game last, uh, a few weeks ago, when he was played in the centre position for, what, 75, 76 minutes of the match and did his best. But again, showed why he is, along with Happy, but he is a fantastic hooker. Fantastic dummy half for New South Wales. Uh, so he was very good, um, as you'd expect him to be. Um, and I just thought they came out with more intensity. Uh, again, the question will be asked, though, if that was one or well, two questions probably asked from a New South Wales point of view. Um, where was that um, in game one, in particular game two? But it happens. Uh, so your thoughts on that from a Queensland point of view? Interested to hear from any of our listeners up in Queensland uh, today. You're disappointed that there was no whitewash. They were Queensland came into the game pretty heavy favourites, didn't they? And most people were expecting Queensland to be able to get up over New South Wales last night, and they couldn't. Um, and look, I, I don't think, as I said with Charlie, I don't think Queensland played that badly, to be honest with you. I just think the intensity was there uh, much more for New South Wales than it has been than it was in Game 1 or Game 2. So from a Queensland point of view, this is up in Queensland uh, listing to us this morning. You're disappointed um, that you couldn't get the whitewash um, and you're still confident. I'll get on to what Billy Slater had to say in a second. Are you still confident about 
uh, your Queensland team. We, you know, it was only three weeks ago people were talking about this new era for this Queensland team, this new dynasty. That's still there. And um, Charlie mentioned AJ Brimson, who I, you know, I don't, I don't think he had an awful game, but you could see they were missing Reese Walsh at the back. He'll obviously be there next year, barring any injury. Uh, so I don't think it's uh, panic stations for Queensland. Will be interesting though to see what happens in terms of Daly Cherry Evans, whether he goes around again uh, in terms of rep football. He's playing very good footy. It's hard to see him not being involved, but he is, what, 34, 35 years of age now. And also, uh, another one on the back of Josh Addo's car, great origin tries. Give me some of the greatest origin tries. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. And New South Wales fans, did that win give you enough confidence... And Brad Fittler addressed it. I play it again in a second. Brad Fittler addressed it post match. Has that win given you enough confidence? If Brad Fittler wants to coach New South Wales again next year, do you want him there? Do you think he sh- that performance from New South Wales last night showed enough that maybe Brad Fittler is capable of turning things around, or do you still want to change? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six. 736. A few texts there. I'll get to them in a second. Just a bit more on Origin as well. And we mentioned Brad Fittler, um, and I mentioned it to Charlie. Ivan Cleary in the coach's box last night uh, alongside Paul McGregor, Danny Badaris, and uh, Brandy, Greg Alexander. Uh, Ivan Cleary there. Uh, Fittler said in the post-match press conference last night that I just asked him if he'd come and sit in the box. I'm impressed uh, with him, the way that he handles games, and I thought he might be able to help tonight. He was then asked, Brad Fittler, if Cleary had an impact on proceedings as New South Wales secured their first win of the 2023 series. Fittler confirmed Cleary gave him some suggestions during the game. Uh, Yeah, absolutely, Fittler said. I asked him a lot of questions and he came up with pretty good answers. Um, So, well done. I suppose, very good idea to get Ivan Cleary in there. And I suppose this is the other question when it comes to state of origin in particular for New South Wales. Saw Ivan Cleary in there last night. There was an article about two weeks ago floating around about maybe Brad Fittler does get retained as New South Wales coach, but they bring in a coaching director, someone like Brian Smith. Now, maybe that won't happen. Um, And it's unlikely that the New South Wales Rugby League, or to be honest, the Queensland Rugby League, are going to bring in a full-time NRL coach to coach New South Wales or Queensland. I just don't see that happening. I think we're past that period of time. However, and it is an interesting one, there's nothing stopping something like that happening where you do get a full-time NRL coach maybe doing one or two days and then game night with the New South Wales or Queensland team. So maybe do they bring in, do they keep Freddie and bring in a mentor? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Um And in terms of Queensland, Billy Slater, he was coy when questioned about his future as Queensland coach, admitting he has to sit down with family before making a final call on whether he goes around again next year. So his current deal as Queensland coach expires at the end of the 2023 series, so now basically, um, and has won back-to-back series for Queensland. Now, Queensland Rugby League CEO Ben Eichen has made it clear he is keen to extend Slater, but uh, he didn't give too much away when uh, pressed on the matter last night. Slater said, we'll enjoy this series win, and then it'll sort itself out in the future. 
Um, he said, we'll see. I've got to sit down with my family. I've really enjoyed the last two years. It's been great. Queensland means a lot to me. This team means a lot to me, and it's been a journey. It's been an enjoyable journey. I saw it as important. This is why I'm sitting here. That hasn't changed, but I've got to make sure I'm doing the right things by everyone. Now, you would think that Queensland clearly want to keep Billy Slater. There's a lot of talk about Billy Slater, hasn't there, about whether he could potentially be coaching an NRL club in the future. Um, He seems to be pretty content with his work on Channel 9 and uh, his Queensland coaching job. But I'm sure he'll speak to his family. Look, I would be very surprised if Billy Slater is not the coach of Queensland next year. Um, He's been excellent the first two series as coach. The only way I can see him not being coach of Queensland next year is if he decided to change his mind and somewhere picked up an NRL job. But there's not a heap of them going at this stage. So I would be very surprised with a Billy Slater if Billy Slater isn't coach of Queensland next year, but let's wait and see. Uh, 0457 736 736 or one 300 If you're just waking up, just switching the radio on, uh, what your thoughts on the game last night? And does Brad Fittler, has that convinced you enough to pick Brad Fittler or keep Brad Fittler as an, the New South Wales coach? Stack of texts there, I'll get to them, but if you're just switching the radio on, this is what Freddie had to say last night post-match surrounding his future. But it was all a bit of a new bearing on your own future, Brad, and your own sense about what you want to do beyond this. Well, at the end of the day, uh, they may have had a bearing what the board may think because you know, they'll decide who is going to be the coach going forward. Um, you know, I'm gathering they'll speak to me about how I feel and if I've got the energy or if I want to do it. So, you know, them playing well today and winning, most probably uh, the consequences of getting beat by 30 would be different. Do you want to do it? No, I won't see. I'm still there for a couple of months, so I won't see. Brad Fittler post-match. Some texts 0457-736-736. This is from Brendan at Oran Park. Uh, happy with the win. Love Freddie, but selections every year are suspect. Gutho plays three minutes for an injury. I just feel like every year these selections hurt us and we should have won four series straight, not be in the position we're in. Brendan from Oran Park here. Yeah, Gutho only getting, what, three or four minutes last night. There's another suggestion that maybe keep Freddie, Brandy, but have an independent selection panel, as what used to happen back in the day. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, This one, no text, uh, no name on this text, but number ending in 789. Uh, We won as in New South Wales, but we did it when there was no pressure on with the series 2-0. Last night counts for nothing, as it's not the side that will be there game one next year. And that is right. When all is said and done, it was a very good performance by New South Wales. No doubt about it. But was a dead rubber. Would that game have unfolded like it did if it was one all? You'd never know. Um, but it does take some of the pressure off, I think. And this before a break, and then we'll get to more texts on the other side. Rob from Blacktown uh, says, Morning, Dan. I think that it's a little too late from Freddie. Although there was pressure in the third game, it was a different pressure on the team and coaching staff. I'd also like to know how much influence Freddie actually had on tactics or did he just give them a ticket to throw the ball around, play footy and have a less tactical structure to their play? And then you have the Ivan Cleary factor. Was he involved in the other games or just this one? What does that say as well, Rob, in Blacktown? Well, I believe, Rob, it was only, you won't, I don't know, but I believe it was only last night's game, um, which he was involved in. 
Um, and it was interesting involvement as well. There's a lot of ways New South Wales can go, and we'll have to see what happens. And as I said, from a Queensland point of view, I'd be surprised if Billy Slater's not coach. Your thoughts on Origin last night? Has Brad Fittler done enough from a New South Wales point of view to be coach for another couple of years? Uh, your best player on the field. Cody Walker, Bradman Best, James Desco, Queensland fans, are you disappointed you didn't get the whitewash? And give me some great origin tries on the back of Josh Adokar's brilliant uh, try last night as well. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Or you can call the open line 1300 1170 on the other side of this. More text, a Wimbledon update, and off to America we go to speak to Chris Perkins. To America in just a second. We'll also update you on Wimbledon quarterfinal. Some interesting results. Just a text from Anthony first on 0457 736 736. He says, Cody, uh, Cody Walker was brilliant. Uh, he was. He was fantastic. 33 years of age, but he was very, very good. However, he says, but to be fair to Jerome in games one and two, didn't have Cam Murray a quick play the balls and especially a settled centre edge forward combo like Cody did. No, that is true. Thank you, Anthony. That is a good point. Um, there were some other changes uh, in that team, not just Cody Walker for last night, that definitely helped Cody Walker. Um, and Charlie mentioned them earlier. Uh, look, I don't think, look, to be honest, I don't think Jerome Luai, in game one, I thought he easily outplayed Nathan Cleary. And look, in game two, the, we weren't many standout New South Wales players, were there? Um, I, I don't think he was horrible by any strength of the imagination, and I'm sure he'll find himself back in many state of origins throughout his career. But I think Cody last night, with the added help, as you mentioned there, Anthony, um, just played well, and he opened up more opportunities in that game. Will it happen again? Game one, game two, game three next year if he's picked? We'd have to wait and see. Uh, thank you for the text, Anthony. Really good point. Keep them coming in. Thoughts on Origin last night? Any thoughts, really? Uh, happy from a New South Wales point of view? Annoyed if you're a Queensland fan that you didn't get a whitewash? Uh, Ruben Cotter named man of the series. Was Lindsay Collins or another player harshly done by? And has Brad Fittler done enough to keep himself as coach of New South Wales for another couple of years? If he wants to do it, would you keep him there if you're a New South Wales fan? More texts in a second. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 at 21 to 6. And, uh. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. Now, for some reason, that lovely bit of music just took a little while to kick in. I don't know why that happened. Maybe it's a little tired after Origin. Chris Perkins, good morning to you. Yeah, the computer needs a, needs a jolt of coffee yes. at, at 5.35 in the morning, yeah. 5.40 in the morning. Yeah, it certainly does, but we got it uh, going now. Uh, where? Well, firstly, where do we find you this morning? And whilst you answer that question, something... Um, we spoke about, what, three or four months ago on the show, maybe a bit longer, was this new cricket tournament uh, that was going to be starting up in America. Uh, you're excited for it, and it begins. It's about to begin. Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, actually, I'm fr- right now I'm in New Jersey, southern New Jersey, picking up a load of produce to uh, head to Indiana with. Indiana, very, very nice, very nice. You do get around, you get around the place. Uh, yeah, cricket, uh, that's about to get underway. Yeah. The MLC, they're calling it. Major League Cricket. Yeah, we did talk about this several months ago as it was as it was being organized, put together, you know, back when there were no players mm. on the rosters of any of these six teams that are playing. It is upon us. 
We are 28 hours from first ball down in Grand Prairie, Texas, tomorrow night between the Texas Super Kings and the L.A. Knight Riders. And those names do sound familiar, don't they? Uh, yes, they do sound the very familiar, names? yes. There, there is a heavy IPL influence involved. Uh, you know, the the owners of the of Major League Cricket, they're from India. A lot of players from India, a lot of Indian expats uh, over here love their cricket, play club cricket in big cities over here. This is a chance to to get you know cricket in front of maybe maybe some more casual fans to try yeah. to grow the sport. It's going to be on television over here. Now, granted, it's going to be on a network. Uh, it's going to be on you know America's 24-7 cricket network. So you got to look for it. But there has been a decent amount of publication about this and, and talk about this. So I'm excited to see. The tickets for the game tomorrow night sold out. Sold out a 7,000-seat stadium uh, for, for the debut match of Major League Cricket tomorrow night. So... Uh, some of the big names, I mean, there are you know, plenty of familiar names in this. Uh, Aaron Finch, Marcus Stoinis are playing mm. over here. They're playing for San Francisco. Kraft DuPlessis, Quentin DeConk, they're playing uh, for Texas and, and Seattle. Trent Bolt and Kieran mm. Pollard playing for New York. I, uh, you know, these are, these are household names, certainly around the world. And, you know, before you think, you know, U.S. doesn't have any cricket history whatsoever, would like to remind people the history of cricket. The first international cricket match recognized was between the United States and Canada back in 1844. Yeah. So it's not like there isn't any history with cricket. It's just there's not a whole lot of it. How do you see it going? Uh, be honest. How do you see it going? Do you think it's going to make cricket more popular over there in the States? Uh, it's, a, it's a quick tournament. So, you know, it's two and a half weeks. So uh, it's going to kind of be in and out. The The... There's plenty of cricket fans here. In good grief, mm. the the number of Indian expats who live here, Indian Pakistani, uh, you know, and and other other parts of the world, English, Australian, a lot of, a lot of people from around the world who play cricket will will be watching this. Mm. It, it's a matter of getting the the American audience. Uh, you know, with the access it has, I don't know. I think if people are exposed to cricket, especially T20. It can take off. I've said this for years because T20 is an action-based game. Lots of big hitting, lots of scoring. You know, lots of action happens in a, in a T20 game. And it runs about the length of a baseball game, which is what we're used to with our ball and stick, ball and stick sports. Mm. So I, I think if enough people get exposed, it, it could be big. It's just a matter of getting that exposure I'm not sure being on a on a network that's buried in cha- at channel 800 on a lot of cable systems is going to be the answer. But we'll we'll see how it goes in the the this two and a half week tournament. Like I said, game one sold out, seven thousand tickets sold for this game. Mm, we'll be interesting to hear your thoughts when we chat on Monday morning once again. And a lot of big names. And you're right. You're right. It might take maybe it might take a couple of years to build. But interesting to see. I'll okay. get it. I'll get a review from you on uh, Monday morning. A couple of quick ones. Uh, The MLB Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Yeah, 3-2 last night. The National League broke a nine-game losing streak to the what's called the junior circuit over here because the American League didn't start until 1901. National League had been around 25 years longer. So, uh, yeah, the American League had won nine in a row over the National League. 
Uh, they led 2-1 in the eighth inning until uh, Elias uh, Diaz from the Colorado Rockies hit a two-run homer to left to, to give the National League a 3-2 lead. He wound up being the most valuable player of the game uh, last night. Maybe won a car for, for being the most valuable player of the All-Star game. So Lucky. Not bad. Win a, win a car. Hit a home run, get, get MVP, win a car. That's, that's a nice thing. That's but, a n- uh, nice the, little trade-off, isn't it? Classic. A- absolutely, and it's a it's a great event. It's a fun event. The players they have fun with it. They had the home run derby Monday night, but they do play all out because this is best on best. It's like it's like Origin. It's kind of, I mean, state of Origin. I consider kind of like an all star game or a series of all star games between the best of New South Wales, mm. best of Queensland. Same thing here. The best of the National League against the best of the American League, and you don't get that best on best in a single game all that often. And that, mm. that's what's cool about it. And and they play hard. They do play to win these guys do. So mm. it was a great great game last night again, three two National League won. And just in a minute so we can get to your NRL tips, uh, Major League Soccer, what's happening there? Well the black the blockbuster game tonight, it's a full round, match day 25 on a Wednesday night. Mm. Uh, the blockbuster is the defending MLS Cup champions, LAFC, uh, against the, the hottest story in Major League Soccer, the top of the Western Conference, St. Louis City SC, out in L.A. It's going to be a long night for me tonight because the game <laughs> kicks off at 10.30 Eastern mm. time tonight. Mm. I have been up since 5 this morning. I won't hit the sack until close to 1 tomorrow morning. Well, I'm going to be exhausted. Uh, well, Chris, you're talking to someone and probably most of the listeners here that are <laughs> running on about four and a half, five hours sleep today. So I, I feel uh, that I get it. you will get through it. You will get through it. I trust you. Looking forward to hearing about it, all about it on Monday. All right. Caffeine, caffeine my friend. Yes, exactly. Very good. I don't drink coffee. Anyway, uh, long story. We'll talk about that another time. All right, let us get to your NRL tips, your all-important NRL tips. Everyone grab the pens or the notepad or whatever you write things down in. All right, let's go through these. Let's fly through these. Uh, tomorrow night, Newcastle Knights or West Tigers? I'll take Newcastle. You're going to go Newcastle. All right, Saturday, Bulldogs, or the Canterbury Bulldogs or the Brisbane Broncos? Take the Broncos. You know the Broncos, okay. Interesting. Uh, Saturday also, Manly Seagulls, North Queensland Cowboys. Seagulls and Cowboys. Man, 9v10. Give, that's a tough one. Mm. Serious. Uh, I'll go with Manly. You're going to go Manly. Manly at home. Okay, interesting. Uh, Roosters, Sydney Roosters, Melbourne Storm. I always go with the storm. They let me down. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep riding the storm. Right, keep riding the storm. Sticking, with sticking with the storm. Then very quickly, Sunday, New Zealand Warriors, Cronulla Sharks. Uh, I'll take New Zealand in that. One. Warriors, okay. Um, Dolphins. The Dolphins up against the Penrith Panthers. Uh, I'll take Penrith. Penrith. And finally, the Parramatta Eels up against the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, I will take the Eels. Eels. Okay. So Knights, Broncos, if you're running downs, Knights, Broncos, Manly, Storm, Warriors, Penrith, Eels. That is Chris Perkins' tips. We'll see how he goes. We'll review them all on Monday morning and all the other sport happening in America. Thank you, mate. We'll chat again on Monday. Have a good weekend.
You too. Have a good day. Chris Perkins on the line from America, and myself and Charlie Goodsir will be on the air tomorrow morning having a full preview of this round of the NRL. Plus, John Gallo will be with us only a week into the Women's World Cup today. Uh, so we'll get the latest from John and everything else happening in the world of football tomorrow morning. Uh, this text here, no name on it, ends in 181. Uh, took three games to get selections right, albeit in a dead rubber. Finally break the Penrith Consortium. Not a great track record. Thank you for that text. It has to be said, when, when you're talking about Brad Fittler and you're talking, if he is to leave at the end of this year, uh, the records will be shown he's won three series and lost three series. 50-50, not too bad. Probably, I think, though, from a New South Wales point of view, probably people think it could have been a bit more. We'll finish with more text, 0457 736 736, and we'll update you on what's happened at Wimbledon as well on the other side of this. It's 11 to 6. All right, let's do a Wimbledon update for you now. Wimbledon semi-finals start tonight on Stan Sport. Watch every match at free centre court in 4K and the Australasian Academy of Tennis Coaches, AATC.tennis. Quarterfinals continued. Daniel Medvedev on the men's side uh, got past Eubanks. Did take him five sets, though. 6-4, one 6-4-6, 7-6, 6-1. So had to fight back uh, from two sets to one down. And in the fourth set, one in a tiebreaker. So a bit of a scare for Medvedev. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz uh, beating Holga Rune though, in straight sets, 7-6, seven, 6-4, six, six, four, six, four. of course, the number one seed heading into this tournament. And on the women's side, uh, Sabalinka beating Madison Key, 6-2, six, 6-4. Six, and Ons Bear beating Rybikina as well. Uh, that was in three sets, 6-7, six, 6-4, six, six, So the semifinals beginning tonight. The quarterfinals done and dusted. Brett Phillips with more after 6 a.m. on the breakfast shows. Don't forget, the Wimbledon semifinals start tonight on Stan Sport. Watch every match at free centre court and in 4K. Some text to finish things off. Daggy Dragon says, I think Brad Fittler has become a good coach. He's become ruthless. I reckon give him another go. Uh, next year. That from the Daggy Dragon. This one, Morning Dan. Uh, Origin came down to two injuries, in my opinion. Latrell Mitchell and Tommy Turbo. Big difference if they both play. Yes, definitely. Uh, New South Wales, uh, when it comes to Latrell Mitchell, didn't even feature in the State of Origin series. They definitely did miss him. And this from John from Clear Mountain. Morning Dan. The pressure was off, so the footy flowed for New South Wales. For the longevity of the NRL, I think they only play the third game if it's a decider. Freddie to go. He is not the answer for New South Wales. Billy will stay. Have a great day. John from Clear Mountain. Thanks, mate. You too. And thank you for your company today. A breakfast coming up. Padden Heels in Queensland. Vossie and James Magnuson in New South Wales. And I'll be back with you tomorrow morning from 5am for the final one of the week. Have a great Thursday news. Then breakfast. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.